What up, guys? This is Eddie Madrid of Marson House Records, and right now you are tuned in to Mighty Mighty Marson House on Lawson Entertainment. What up, Tim? What's going on, everybody? I am Timothy Lawson, and you are listening to Mighty Mighty Marson House, a podcast collaboration between Lawson Entertainment and Marson House Studios. This is a podcast where I bring to, I bring to you MCs, producers, and other heads in the hip-hop industry, and we find out how they got introduced to the culture. We learn about their creative process, and then we get deep into some of their work and sort of deconstruct and decipher their their lyrics, their, their artists, whatever it may be, to find out more about them and have a better understanding of who they are as a person inside hip-hop. This week, I have Petey Ace. He's a... Marine Corps veteran. He's been doing music for a while. I've been in correspondence with him for for almost a year or two now, waiting for the right opportunity to feature him in one of my programs. And Mighty Mighty Marson House just seemed like the perfect fit. I brought him on, and we get into everything that I just described and more. Before we get that interview, though, Marson House just dropped a new cipher called the Power Up Cipher. Just hit their YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash Marston X House. Go there, listen, or watch the. Go there and watch the cipher, and then if you're not already subscribed to iTunes, go into iTunes, search Mighty Mighty Marston House, or simply just Marston House. You'll see the podcast pop up. If you subscribe, you'll get an audio version of the cipher sent straight to your iTunes library on Thursday, and then a new cipher every other every Thursday after that. Whether it's an older cipher that they've released or a newly released cipher when they come out. Plus, we have the interviews on Tuesday that allows us to learn more about people inside hip-hop. Go check that out. Subscribe to the podcast. Love us on Twitter. I'm at TimLawson21. They're at Marston House. And, of course, uh, we hear we get Petey's plugs during the interview. Thanks for taking the time to listen. Enjoy. You know they gonna love it. All right, Mr. Uh, Mr. Petey Ace, I don't know what your actual name is. Uh, I just realized this uh, as I hit record. I'm like, I don't actually know what his real name is. I, I know that you go by PDA. So that's how I've been addressing you uh, as we've been corresponding, which has been a while. We've been interacting for over a year now. Yes, sir. Looking for a way to get you on one of my programs, and Mighty Mighty Marson House just seemed to be uh, just seemed to be the right fit. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, Pete is my first name, and then um, my last name I actually got as a nickname uh when i joined the marine corps uh nobody could say my last name so they just took the first three letters of it which is ace <laughs> so oh, so it's 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 close then yeah yeah so uh and then you know ace just stuck <clears throat> for the five years i was in sure and then uh when i ace is one of those names that does stick you can't which is good, right? Because it's a pretty cool name, right? If someone's calling you Ace, then you know you're you're not mad at. Oh that. yeah, you gotta go with but it. There's, you gotta go with yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's no shedding that though. As soon as someone starts calling you Ace, I mean that's it. You're Ace. Oh uh, yeah, I mean I was I was Ace since I was 17. I mean even you know to this day I, I introduce myself as Ace now. <laughs> sure. So you're a you're a Marine veteran like I am, and before you know we'll we'll touch on that a little bit. Uh, but before we f- find out how that fits into, um, you know, into your experience as an artist, mm-hmm. let's learn about how you were 
introduced to the culture of hip hop? What was the first song they were listening to? What was the first event? Whatever it was, it made you go, like, "Oh man, oh man, this this hip hop stuff is cool." Ah, man. Um, well, I grew up in L.A., so hip hop just—I mean, that just comes with the territory. Uh, I remember, you know, being a little kid cruising with my dad, and you know, he's bumping something by Easy E, um, which was actually the first, probably the first artist I heard, and I decided, you know, this is this is my thing. Um, and uh, I don't know, uh, am I allowed to be cussing on here? <laughs> Are you allowed to be cussing on here? Uh, let's uh, let's see if we can avoid it. If yeah. it if it flies, I'll I'll take note of it. But uh, uh, yeah, well, it was just an easy E song then. I mean, we could just leave it at that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was just just an easy E song. <laughs> sure. And, okay. Uh, I think anybody who's familiar with Easy E can probably imagine what you're talking right. about. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was. Uh, that was the artist that I heard that really drew me towards hip hop. Um, and then it was just one of those things, you know, the deeper I dove into it, the more I saw of it and the more I actually fell in love with it. Yeah. So what, uh, what time So, I mean, that's, you're young then when this is going on. Yes. Yeah. So then let's, let's talk about, uh, you know, when, when you decide that you're going to get involved, that you're going to start becoming an artist. Was that, was that, before you decided to join the Marine Corps, or did that happen afterwards? Uh, it was quite a while before. Um, okay. Actually, in uh, in one of my songs, I kind of talk about it. Uh, it's actually the intro to my mixtape, um, Lyrical Battery. Uh, I was actually 12 years old. Um, I was house-sitting for this friend of my dad's, and uh, the guy had GarageBand, and before he left for the week, he, you know, showed me how to turn it on and everything. And we didn't even have a computer. So, you know, I was definitely going to be using this while he was gone. Um, and, you know, first couple of days I was just messing around and I saw something called GarageBand. And again, you know, I'm 12. I don't I don't know anything about this. So uh, I started messing around with it. I, I figure out that, you know, it's a music making app. And uh, I make a beat. And again, I mean, there was no real plan behind any of this. I was just kind of doing it. Um, so I made a beat, and then I started writing to it, and then I decided to record to it. <clears throat> and after I recorded it, I sent it to my brother, and then I sent it to another friend of mine. Um, and I ended up sending it to like five people, and everyone loved it. And I don't know, it was just something about it, that feeling that I got um, when I presented it to people and they actually, they were actually feeling it. And that was when I decided, you know, like, this is something that I'm going to do. I don't know when, I don't know how I'm going to get into it, but this is something that I'm going to do. Um, and then, uh, you know, throughout high school, kind of had a few things that made me have to finish earlier. <laughs> so okay. uh, I graduated early. Uh, I graduated when I was 16. Just uh, took the exit exam and I was done. Um, and then I didn't really do much for a year. I would just skate, smoke, 
that was really it. <laughs> um, I wasn't even really working on my music. And then uh, I joined the Marine Corps when I was 17. And then that, I don't know why that was the thing that made me get serious about the music, but that was when I really started getting serious about writing. And then uh, during those five years, that's all I really did. You know, there were times when I would get drunk at the barracks and someone would want me to freestyle or something. Yeah. And so I would go out there and I would rap with the guys or whatever. Uh, but I never really, you know, got into the networking side of it, um, figuring out how I could book a show. Never did any of that because to me, it just didn't really seem like something that would take off while I was in the Marine Corps. You know, even if I got a show, you know, oh, well, sorry, I can't go. I got to go training for a week now. Um, and then there were deployments. Um, and I was a grunt. I was in the infantry. So our schedule was always changing up. Um, so it, it didn't really fit at the time. And then when I got out in, uh, when did I get out? 2013. As soon as I got out, I was hitting up somebody that I knew recorded, had a studio, was working on that. I was hitting up everybody. I think that's around the time I got a hold of you. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it, I was 12. It's just always been something that I wanted to do. And then as soon as I got out of the Marine Corps, I was really able to hit it. Yeah. So, I mean, how did, um, did, and we, we, we can maybe address that. Well, this is probably a good time for it then. Um, so let's, let's talk about your creative process then when you decide that you're going to, uh, you know, when you're, when you're going to write or when you're going to, you know, at least when you're going to exercise this skill set, uh, what's the creative process you go through? Some people need the beat first to be inspired. Some people get a song idea, they write and they apply it to a beat. Other people, uh, go about it many different ways. How, what's your creative process like when you're actually producing a track? Uh, it, it's one of those things It changes. Um, for a while, actually, for a Lyrical Battery, that entire mixtape, um, I wrote every lyric before I even heard a beat. Um, I don't know, it was just one of those things. So I would just want to, you know, I would pick a topic that I wanted to write about. I would write everything that I thought applied to it and then, you know, put it in an actual rap. Um, and then just wait till I found a beat that, that I liked. And then as soon as I found a beat that I liked that I thought went with the, with the words, I would, you know, either trim or add words uh, to make it fit to the song. But lately, um, and it's going to sound really, <laughs> really dangerous. Uh, it hits me when I'm driving now. Mm. And that's, yeah. I don't know, it's weird to me, you know, but that's been my thing for the past couple months. I'll just put, you know. The instrumental I get from a producer, I'll just throw it on the radio on my uh, in my car, and I'll just cruise around, and I'll just freestyle to it until I find something that catches, and then I'll use that again, and then I'll keep freestyling until I find something else, and then once I get home, I write it all down. <laughs> cool. So what and how um, how. When did, when did you realize uh, that you were on to something? Like, what was the biggest jump in in quality in your lyrics that you can remember? 
Yeah, so while looking at the evolution of your writing, your freestyling, your lyrics and everything, when did you notice that significant jump? Uh, I, I'd have to say that it was before I even let anybody hear anything. Because um, that was my biggest thing. I wasn't going to release a song that, you know, even if it was a song that everyone hated and I got better, I didn't feel... I don't know. It's just my thing. I wasn't going to release a song that everyone hated. Um, so, I mean, it was definitely before I actually released it. But, I mean, even even looking back, I can see a huge difference between, <clears throat> you know, my last mixtape and the stuff I'm working on now. Um, so, I mean, that I mean, that's a, that, there was a big jump there, too, you know, between Lyrical Battery and Shadow of Reality, which I'm working on now. I already see a big, big difference between, you know, Won't Stop and Red to Black. It's a huge difference. <laughs> and, you know, it's, I mean, like I said, Lyrical Battery is not bad. I feel like that was the best thing I could have created at the time. Um, but as far as what everyone's heard, there's not really been a huge jump in, uh, you know, my, my delivery, my flow. It's been pretty consistent, um, and that's that's really what I wanted. I wanted people to hear a consistent, gradual uh, performance <laughs> change rather than a huge jump and then not even really be what I was presented at in the first place. Yeah. What's the most uh, what's the most recent uh, recent evolution you've you've seen in your in your lyrics either? Um, either subject or approach or cadence, something like that. What's what's something about your style or your your writing process that maybe has taken a little turn? Uh, right now, the biggest change I'm noticing is I'm more I'm more focused on wordplay. Um, and what I mean by that is there's some songs that aren't necessarily talking about a certain topic you know it's not a socially conscious song it's more of a and it's an entertainment song for a hip-hop head you know the guys who like you hearing or like hearing crazy words being put together in a ridiculous flow over you know the sickest beat they've heard and so i mean and that's one of the things you have to cater to it and if you're in hip-hop you can't just be the guy who's only talking about socially conscious subjects otherwise you're gonna get boring people are gonna know what they're hearing from you you know um and you know that was something i had to be careful about you know balancing out the two and i think that because i was more focused at first on talking about relevant topics i kind of left the guys who listen to hip-hop just for entertainment i left them on the back burner and so that's definitely been my focus lately is uh, the wordplay of it, the delivery, a little more flashy style uh, to really flaunt the lyrical side of it, of hip-hop. Yeah. Okay. Did it, Did any of your experience in the military affect, um, affect your lyrical content? Uh, I wouldn't say it. I mean... Do you, I mean, do you find do you find yourself uh do you feel do you find yourself referencing your experience in the oh, military yeah. in your music? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll reference 
you know, stories, uh, names, all ripped and stuff like that. But I've, I don't, I don't think I have at least, I've been pretty uh, conscious of not flaunting the whole military thing. Um, cause it's just one of those things like it's, you know, I mean, like I said, I talk about stories, I reference names and for me, that's for the people that were there, you know, like if yeah. I say someone's name and it was someone that I knew in the Marine Corps who was my squad leader and he hears it, you know, he's going to say, oh yeah, that was when we were in the Marine Corps together and people around him will be like, oh, okay. I didn't know this guy was in the Marine Corps. I just never wanted it to be a thing where I just come swinging, you know, as soon as I come out of the fence, I'm in the Marine Corps or I was in the Marine Corps. I was a grunt. Yeah. I deployed to Afghanistan because that just, it just wasn't a good look for me. So, I mean, yeah, I'll use experiences and, you know, people that I've met, I'll reference them, but I don't, I don't really see myself talking too much about the Marine Corps, like, you know, specifically. Sure. Okay. So going, uh, you know, I always like to, to get into some some lyrics and, and a song and stuff like that. And one of the songs that I, uh, I think a few songs that I enjoy uh, by you, Won't Stop, and I also enjoy uh, Limelight. Um, looking at Limelight, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those, you know, uh, it's a story about pursuing success and wanting the recognition for it and right. sort of... Um, sort of you know a sort of stopping at nothing sort of mentality yeah so you know uh you know that was released uh according to according to soundcloud released uh at least nine months ago yeah you know how has you know tell us about the inspiration then and do you feel like you're any closer do you feel like you're moving in the right direction I, to get what you want to achieve yeah uh i do um i've got a lot of stuff going on right now actually and it's crazy it's all happened within the past four or five days um you know magazine reviews uh this interview um booking a couple shows uh which uh, you know in california and nevada um i'm working with a distribution company for my album that's coming out soon so just a lot a lot more stuff is happening than what was happening when I released Lyrical Battery, because at the time, nobody knew who I was when I released Lyrical Battery. Sure. Um, so when, when I wrote Limelight, that was one of the songs, because it actually, that wasn't on uh, Lyrical Battery. That's actually a single from another mixtape. Uh, it's called Twisted Tapes that I haven't even, I won't even lie, I haven't even been working on. That's been one of those projects that, I thought I was going to do before Shadow of Reality, but everything just started rolling, you know, quicker than I thought it would. So releasing free music wasn't really, you know, in my best interest uh, at the time. Sure. But uh, when I wrote Limelight, um, that was another song that I wrote the lyrics and then I waited for a beat. And I must have waited a few months and I just thought it was funny that, you know, it was that song that I was waiting on. <laughs> um, but, you know, I waited, found a beat, and I recorded it and everything. And then I didn't release it at first uh, because I was going through issues. You know, I was dealing with this is taking too long. 
Um, someone should have already contacted me by now besides a scammer because I've had that. <laughs> um, right. You know, but I felt like somebody should have heard me already. And I felt like Limelight was too good of a song for me to release when nobody was listening. At least I thought no one was listening. Um, and I kind of sat and thought about it, and I was like, well, I mean, this is a song talking about the reason I don't want to release it. Like, the, like how hypocritical is this? Um, so I released it. And, I mean, honestly, I can say that since that that release, you know, I'm in a much better place now. I'm I'm much more progressed in my, you know, in my journey towards what I want from music and what I want to give to music. And, um, yeah, I definitely think that when all said and done, I, I think I've, I think I'm going to get there. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I mean, that's, that's the mindset you should have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we all, we see overnight successes, or we see what people label overnight successes, you know, every few months. You know, there's all of a sudden, boom, here's this person, where'd they come from? Oh, overnight success. No one is willing to recognize the grueling process that takes years to get to that overnight success. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean... Now, we, we, consider an, we call it an overnight success because it seems within a very small amount of time, they go from virtually not being recognizable to being on everybody's, you know, radar. Right. But it's still, you know, so it, it you know, I get why we still, I get what we call it an overnight success. Uh, there's, you know, there's it, a lot that goes into it though. Exactly. Like that, to get to that moment of just before your launch into success, I mean, that is a grueling process in any industry. Right. And so, you know, it's good that you're recognizing that there is a process there and that the light at the end of the tunnel is something that you're definitely going to be able to achieve. And, uh, you know, I think everybody, uh, you know, admires that sort of mindset. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, it's like you said, you know, there's, there's a lot more that goes into it than what anyone sees, um, that isn't involved, you know, even other artists, you know, no one knows what's going on except for the people involved with that artist. Um, and I mean, I, you know, I was one of those guys. I was one of the guys that thought, you know, hey, I can make this music, put it out, get signed, make money, take care of my family, never worry again. You know, like, and I thought it was going to happen quick. I, I very, very, very strongly believed that at the end of 2014, I was going to have a deal. Um, I thought, I thought it happened that quick. I, <laughs> I really did. Um, and then, you know, I just started talking to other artists. I started, you know, reading up on the subject. Uh, and then I was actually reading books that had nothing to do with the music side of a business, but actually marketing, you know, your brand and everything. Sure. Um, just as important. Yeah. And uh, that really showed me that, you know, these things take time, just like anything else. Um, Kendrick Lamar has been working at it for seven years before we ever heard of him. Yep. Uh, J. Cole, same deal. Nobody knew who he was. Um, yep. And he'd Coolio, been... 
Julio was writing for, I want to say, at least a decade before we heard Gangster's Paradise. Right. I mean, and even even Eminem, like, M wasn't, he, it took him a while. You know, he wasn't really, I mean, he was, he was a lot older than me when he got his, his ball rolling. Um, but that doesn't mean that they weren't working before that. And, I mean, that's actually something that I still struggle with. You know, because at least now, you know, I know that it's going to take time. It's not going to happen on its own. And nobody's willing to help you as much as you're willing to help yourself. Um, but even after you realize those things, you still have to wait. <laughs> um, which to me is the hardest part. So, you know, there will be times where, you know, because I'm, I'm going to school right now as well as working on my music and stuff. Um you know, I'll come back from school. What are you, what are you studying? What are you, what are you going to school for? Uh, I'm going to school for uh, architectural engineering. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I just figured. So let's. Huh? Let's. Uh, I'll say let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about your your material just a little bit more. All right. Uh, you know, I'm assuming that you know this this show is all is still in its infancy. Your career is still in its infancy. People are probably um just vaguely familiar with the show and probably not as familiar with you as an artist right, of course right. so let's get them before we go into the feature track and we'll, we'll figure out what that's going to be in a second let's talk let's you know people have got a little bit of an idea of you know what your material's about through this show but um you know looking at your next project what do you think is the tone of of your music right now uh shadow reality is actually going to be an album that explores who I am now, like who I've become. Uh, there's going to be a lot of references to experiences in the past, you know, whether they be, you know, deployments when I was in the Marine Corps, when I, when I wasn't in the Marine Corps, um, relationships. Uh, it's going to be uh, trying to figure out how to word this. It's really just going to showcase who I am now after all of those things. And, you know, there's going to be songs that are, you know, head bobbers that you can listen to at the beach, you know, feel good songs because that's a part of who I am. But then there's going to be songs where I explore, you know, failed relationships and, you know, money problems, uh, family problems, family illnesses, you know, being depressed. Then there's going to be songs about being angry. You know, like I said, it's, it's everything about me that I feel relates to at least some part of every listener. So I, th I feel like there's going to be something in it for anyone that hears it, but I'm looking for it to touch every person with every song. Very cool. Very cool. Petey, what do you think we should, uh, what song do you think we should let the people hear to get a good introduction to who you are as an artist? Now that they've heard everything about you, your creative process, how you got into hip hop, all that, what do you think best represents, uh, what, what do you think best represents what you've done while, while also setting the tone for what they may hear in the future? I, I think Limelight's a good song. Limelight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do Limelight. Okay, uh, so SoundCloud.com slash P-D-A-C-E, P-E-T-E-Y-A-C-E is where people can listen to other parts of your music. Yes, where, where else can they hit you up to, to contact you? If someone's inspired, wants to work with you, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, they can go to uh, pdace.bandcamp.com, and um, they can actually listen to my music there as well. 
but there's a contact uh, option on that page. So if anyone wants to get a hold of me or let me know what they think, then go ahead, jump on there, and uh, send me a comment. Wonderful, wonderful. PD, thank you so much for joining me on Mighty Mighty Marston House. I know the audience enjoyed it. We love talking to other heads inside the culture. Thank you, and uh, thank you for the invite. Of course. I am Timothy Lawson on behalf of Steve, Ethan, and the rest of us here at Marston House. We'll see you next week. So funky, man. Push through.